Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. This is Biss here with uh, Chris Hero, who wrestled tonight for the ACW show down here in San Antonio. Uh, tonight you wrestled Masada. Um, you've uh, you tagged with Masada before in Japan. Just Can you talk a little bit about uh, Masada? Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure. Um, first of all, just, just coming to Texas and being able to wrestle here. And it, um, I'm honored that... Uh, you know, ACW would, you know, deem me worthy of a plane ticket. And, you know, it's just wrestling's what I do for a living. I love it. I enjoy every bit of it. And just being able to wrestle in another state is just amazing to me. Now, when I got here, I didn't know who I was going to wrestle. And uh, when I found out I was going to wrestle Masada, I was definitely pleased because he's a guy, uh, my first tour of Japan in 2004 for Big Japan, he was over there with me. So it's uh, a guy, you know, I know fairly well. And, you know, tonight I think, I think we... Uh, we had a pretty good match. I'm not going to say we tore the roof off, but it's, uh, it's definitely possible when you put the two of us in the ring together. Definitely came damn close to that. Um, so how did was it that you uh, got interested in wrestling? Was it something from childhood on? or? Um, I grew up watching wrestling. Uh, I'd say I was probably about, I don't know, maybe about nine years old or something when I started watching wrestling, like 88, 89, something like that. And then... I watched it a lot. My mom took me to shows. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, so every month uh, at Harrow Arena, they'd have a WWF house show. So my mom used to always take me. And then uh, once I got into high school, I kind of fell out of wrestling because I had so much else going on, and then I just didn't have the time to watch it. And then around 97, 98, I started watching again. 98, I started training, and then I just kind of broke in like that. And uh, it's been a long, long ride. It's been almost nine years, which... It, uh, it seems like it's been forever. It also seems like it's, you know, been a flash. But uh, I've, uh, I've been all over. I've trained all over. And just every, every day that I'm in wrestling, just my love for it just grows more and more. Cool. And speaking of training, your list of people you've trained with is, you know, a, a sheet long. Can you talk about a couple yeah, of them? Yeah, sure. Um, I started out uh, at a wrestling school that wasn't really a wrestling school, which is what most of us do. <laughs> we start somewhere, and then we realize that... Uh, we need to go to some place that actually knows what they're doing. So I ended up at Les Thatcher's in Cincinnati, Ohio, who's a very reputable trainer. Um, I trained at uh, Dory Funk's Conservatory in Florida. I trained with, uh, not necessarily trained, I did a number of shows for IWA Mid-South and uh, wrestling the likes of Tracy Smothers and Bull Payne, you know, working for Ian Rotten all those years. I, you know, definitely learned a lot about the business that way, completely different side of the business. I trained with Dave Taylor, Fit Finley, and Steve Regal at a Blue Bloods training camp. I trained three years with Jorge Rivera, Skyda, of uh, the Ultimo Dragon Gym, you know, one of the, one of the most phenomenal luchadors uh, when it comes to mat wrestling you'll ever find. And, uh, I've, I've, you know, I've been to Japan. I've, you know, gotten to learn that style. And just, you, you know, you just keep working, keep training. Uh, you just, I, I just want to be able to do everything. I know it's not possible, but uh, I want to learn every style. I want to be able to. I want to have the confidence that I can go in there and do anything. Cool. You mentioned IWA Mid South, and while you, when you were first there, um, you and CM Punk had a very extensive feud. Um, can you talk a little bit about CM Punk? Your yeah. matches with him. Um, our first, our first matches uh, were not very good. Uh, we just didn't click at all. You know, he's uh, got a very brash personality. When it comes to the ring, and that, you know, it was our wrestling was secondary to the characters at the time. 
And then uh, little by little, uh, we started to have some decent little matches. And then, uh, we, you know, we had a tables and ladders that took a long time. Then we had an hour draw. Then we had the 90-minute match. Then we had, you know, a 60-minute um, uh, Ironman match in Germany. And then uh, 30-minute draws here. Um, we had a couple other 60-minute matches. So it was just he and I were, uh, you know, known for going out there and wrestling for a ridiculous amount of minutes and uh, just going out there and giving everything we had and keeping the fans entertained the entire time. Anybody can go out there and slap on a chin lock or, you know, a half crab and, you know, work that for 45 minutes. But when, you know, put a lot of pride in, in what we did over those course of matches. We were entertaining, entertaining fans all over, you know, all over the U.S. and even in Europe. Cool. Some of those matches were in the uh, Sweet 16 tournament which became the Ted Petty. Uh, that is correct. We, uh, you know, I'm actually the only person that has been in every single Ted Petty Invitational. It started in 2000. I won the first one. Um, see, 2001, I lost to Adam Pierce. 2002, I lost to CM Punk. 2003, I went to the finals and lost to Alex Shelley. Uh, 2004, I lost to Quackenbush. 2005, I lost to Eric Cannon. 2006, I lost to Roderick Strong, and, and this year, I, I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of, you know, I've, I've gone pretty far in the tournaments. I'm the only person that's been in all of them, and uh, it looks like this year, you know, I'm a completely different wrestler than I was in 2000. I think it's uh, completely feasible that I could take home that tournament, cool. too. And most of the fans that visit this website know that your name on that tournament, you know that that means something. And actually, you know, I'm wrestler. on a roll this year. You see the shirt here. This is okay. the 16 karat gold tournament in WXW. I won that one in Germany. I just uh, a couple weeks ago, I won the Jeff Peterson Cup in uh, Orlando, Florida. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no slouch when it comes to tournaments. TPI, I know those guys better than anybody. Cool. Speaking of tournaments in IWA Mid South, uh, you took part in the. Uh, Revolutionary Strong Style Tournament, which is kind of a new concept for American Necro Butcher. Very impressive. He's, he's not easy to beat. No, we've but, seen uh, a lot of him around here. I beat, uh, I think I beat Ian Rotten, and I beat Necro to win that one. Just another, another of the many tournaments I've uh, had success in. Cool. So let's move on to Chikara. I know that you're heavily involved in that. What does, uh, what does the Chikara? In 2004, I moved to the East Coast and became a co-trainer at the school alongside Mike Quackenbush, and then later Jorge Rivera. Uh, we took over the CCW school for a little while, and, and we're still there. We've, you know, we've got a, a ridiculous number of students that uh, are waiting to get on shows, and it's just we uh, we teach a little bit of everything, and uh, I think it's definitely one of the best schools in the country as far as diversity. We'll, you'll learn lucha, you'll learn British style, uh, you'll learn how to cut a promo. You know, it's just definitely there's a lot of different steps in, in becoming a successful wrestler, and we're, we've got a lot of the bases covered at Chikara. Show-wise, there's nothing like Chikara in professional wrestling. Uh, it's a family show, but the guys go out there, they give their all. And uh, there's a lot of guys you may not know very well, but uh, they're tearing things up in Chikara, and sooner or later, Chuck Taylor's one of them. He's, uh, he won the Young Lions Cup this year. He run, won the Raid of Oladores. He's the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight Champion. And August 19th, that's who I'm wrestling here in San Antonio, Texas. Cool, very cool. And uh, in Chikara, I believe that's the first place that you teamed up with uh, Claudio Castanoli. Actually, actually, our first match was in our first match as a tag team was at CCW. Oh, but uh, we did uh, gain quite a bit of notoriety for Chikara. We held at the same time Claudio. We held the Ring of Honor tag titles. We held the Chikara tag titles, and we held the CCW tag titles all at the same time. And then those belts were really heavy after a while to carry them in your bags, to carry them to your ring, and. Uh, 
you know, uh, Claudio got signed by WWE, kind of lost focus, and we kind of lost all the belts. So I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well as a, as a singles competitor right now. But uh, Kings of Wrestling aren't, aren't going to be forgotten anytime soon. Definitely. And you talked about the holding the R, uh, ROH tag team titles. Mm -hmm. um, you started off, you came in, your first match with Ring of Honor was actually a world title match with Brian Danielson, mm -hmm. uh, who trained right here in San Antonio. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that match and then just being part of Ring of Honor now? With um, it was just, the crowd was electric there. Um, the Philadelphia crowds for Ring of Honor had kind of been a little lackluster, and then, uh, you know, the, the war between CZW and Ring of Honor definitely pumped a little life into things, and the crowd there definitely came to see a fight. And uh, Danielson and I went out there, we, you know, we went hold for hold, we went strike for strike, and he's, you know, he's a great wrestler. You know, there's no shame. If, if I beat somebody, there's no shame in losing to Chris Hero, but lose to Brian Danielson, there's really no shame in that either because he's definitely one of the best. I'm not going to say he's the best in the world, but he's definitely one of the best. So, um, you know, every time I'm in the ring in Ring of Honor, uh, something different comes out, and I've achieved quite a bit of success on my own with uh, Sweet and Sour Incorporated, Larry Sweeney, and uh, we've got a, a wonderful number of talent, you know, at our disposal. Cool. And about a year and a half ago, you wrestled uh, Milano Collection AT, who was also uh, here in San Antonio quite a bit. We got to know him. Can you talk just a little bit about Milano? And Milano is an excellent wrestler. He's, uh, I've followed him since his uh, debut match, and I've traveled with him. He stayed at my place. We've uh, engaged in battle and knock the crap out of each other. I'm definitely proud to have uh, been able to have matches with him. I think he's a great talent. I think it's great that New Japan signed him to a contract, and now he's definitely going to, you know, move his way up that New Japan ladder. It wouldn't surprise me if he would be one of their aces in the coming years. And he went to New Japan. You've recently been with Noah. Can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about being over in Japan with yeah. Noah? I, I love wrestling, and Japanese fans love wrestling it's it's they respect it it's it's revered as a sport and just just being a part of that just you know makes everything all right to me you know i go over there and you know whether the crowd is 500 or, or like my last show in japan 15,000 people that's ridiculous i never thought anything like that would happen in my lifetime but it was it was a pleasure it was an honor to work for pro wrestling noah uh hopefully i'll be back sometime but uh even if i don't come back i got to i got to wrestle missile I got to wrestle Akiyama, Taue, Marafuji. You know, I got to wrestle at the Budokan in front of 15,000 people. And they treated me well. Uh, you know, the best hotels, the best food. It's just an experience that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, whether I never go back or whether I go back a hundred times. It's something that will never leave my memory. Cool. I'm going to take you from the thousands and thousands over there to the, the couple hundred here tonight. What, what did you think of the crowd here? In the crowd Texas here tonight, tonight was... It was unreal. Um, I've been on a lot of I've been on a lot of independent shows, as, as you probably know. And you know, crowds are you know they're a little different. Everybody's got their own little kind of thing. Sometimes they sit and watch a little bit. You know, that doesn't mean they don't respect the wrestling. But tonight, the crowd was just electrified. I went out there. I was not expecting such a warm response, especially after spending so much time out at the gimmick table. You know, I figured people were sick of my face. But by the time it you know came time to Lock horns with Masada, and once he came out, the crowd went ridiculously crazy for Masada. We went out there and we put on, you know, a, a damn fine wrestling match, and I'm definitely proud to have that match as my debut here in Texas, and hopefully the first of many, many matches to come in Texas, whether it be for ACW, IWA Mid South, or another promotion. I just love wrestling. You guys love wrestling. I'm 
glad to be here. Cool. We'll let you get some of that Texas food. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for your time. No problem. Right. Take care. Cool. Thanks a lot, Chris. No problem, man. Take care. I will. Right now our country feels divided, but there's a place where people with different political views and life experiences are coming together through the power of conversation, and it feels good. Hear more at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council.